Yeah, the only people that Matt Gates has been getting bills passed for is himself, is his own wallet. You know, if there's an yeah. opportunity for him to make some money, yeah, he'll do it. I mean, you're absolutely right. I can't believe that the Democratic Party is not spending the money in the way that you just described. It seems to me like it makes the most sense to go after the most vulnerable red, yeah, red seats than to go after these, you know, these stalwarts. But make no mistake about it. If we support somebody mm -hmm. that wins in a red district, I can guarantee you the very next day, Jamie Harrison's going to be giving them a call and saying, welcome to the team. You know? Right. I mean, I mean, but, but yet, but they don't which is fine, them. which is fine. Right. Isn't it? That's, that's right. Welcome to the team. Yeah. But understand, hey, Jamie, how about you help us? How about you put no dim left behind on the red to blue list so we can use that money to find these candidates and support these candidates? You understand that, you know, we had candidates that got no support. They didn't get a penny from the Democratic Party, not a penny. If it wasn't for us, they got nothing. And that's wrong. So why hasn't Jamie Harrison done that? Why has the uh, chairman of the Democratic Committee, or is that what it's called? Yeah. Why is it, why is it not contact you? These people don't know how to fight. They don't know how to fight. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, look, if, if all you want to do is support blue candidates in blue states that are always winning, then the best case scenario, 50-50 with Kamala Harris being the tie-breaking vote. But if we want to be able to make it to where we don't have to worry about Joe Manchin and cinema, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. then let's flip some red seats blue and let's make Manchin and cinema irrelevant. We mm -hmm. can do the same thing in the House. You know, exactly. we, pick, we don't want to lose the House. We want to expand the leadership that we have in the House. But we can do that if they help us. And right now, the way the districts are, are being gerrymandered, it looks like the Republicans are just going to win by default because, you know, they just that's the way they've been gerrymandering everything. If we go after some of their vulnerable seats and some of their vulnerable districts and flip them, then they won't win. You know, there's a way to do that. Exactly. And I will tell you, the mere fact that we're watching this actually take place and nobody's stepping up. I mean, there is an African-American and I forget the state, an African-American who wants to run for reelection. But due to the gerrymandering, they literally cut out the African-American community yeah. away from her. Yes, so in of Texas, course, in Texas, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I mean, that is pure racism. You know, they're 100 percent. They're stacking the deck to make sure that the white people always win, you know, and that's and here's the kicker on that. These two seats, these two new districts that Texas got, it got because it has a bigger Latino population than the last time. So they've grown their percent. Yeah, so they've grown. They've grown their 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 minority community, and those seats are meant to represent those minority communities. The Texas GOP has gone out and carved them out, so it's those two seats going to belong to the white people down there. Yeah, it's just growth. Yeah, ridiculous. The Go growth ahead. in Texas is 95% Hispanic. Yeah. 95%. And yet you're going to carve the Hispanic people out to make sure that only the white people can win. And we've seen that. You know, I will tell you, I live in an area in Logan County, West Virginia, where one of our jackaloons, who mm -hmm. was basically uh, in office during the last time that they drew the lines, yeah. you know, he actually drew it around the supporters of his opponent to cut his opponent out. You can drive up an area where I'm from called Whitman Creek Holler. If you live on the left side of the road, then you vote for the Logan delegate. If you live right. on the right side of the road, you vote for the delegate in the next county over. So this is a, you know, this is happening all across the country. This uh, gerrymandering and this rigging, it's so racist and it's so disgusting that it amazes me that anyone would vote for the Republican party, but yet they will. And that they, they do. 
Do you think that there's an element within the... I mean, oh, it's a tough question. I'm just going to ask it the way it is. Do you think that white people just are generally behind this idea that they want to maintain their primacy, their control over America, and will do whatever it takes, no matter what, to, well, to hold what? on to power? Well, guess what? Go. Guess what Donald Trump showed us? Hmm. Donald Trump showed us that, you know what? After we elected an African-American twice, hmm. twice to yep. the highest seat in the land, Donald Trump reminded us that, we still have a lot of racism in this country. Mm -hmm. And now they're blatantly obvious with their racism. They mm -hmm. don't care. And that's mm -hmm. just the way that it is. And that's exactly what our problem in our country is. Donald Trump made racism come to where it didn't feel the need to hide anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have in this country. And it's a really sad thing. It is incredibly sad. And it's not, you know, do people in those areas realize how, that's going to affect the America's standing in the world that they're not, you know, you can't stay America and still be racist. Like you can't, everything that America stands for is about equality and freedom and opportunity. It's not about racism and self-protection. And the minute we do that, we lose leadership. As long as they feel that they can stand and go, we're number one. Yeah. First off, we ain't number one in anything <laughs> except, except, except the negative categories. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I try to tell people all the time, you know, what they have over in Europe is what we should have. You yeah. know, 33 out of the 34 first world countries enjoy universal health care. Yeah. We're the only ones that don't. Mm -hmm. You know, but we're the richest country on earth. I mean, U United States of America is a country of greed. And the truth is, is that, you know, we're in that area where in eventually we're going to fall. We're either going to fall or we're going to get our heads out of our fourth point of contact, which is our ass. And we're going to start doing the right things. You know, well, we I mean, certainly it's, are it's in the battle shame. of, you know, this is no doubt a battle between, you know, China's rising and, and whether, you know, America falls down completely or whether it presents a battle you know, a challenge to, to China is what this is all about. And, you know, I don't think becoming more like China is going to help us. Becoming more dictatorial, more autocratic, uh, less tolerance of people is going to help us. That's not going to be a strategy. Turning away from what China is like is a much smarter strategy for America going forward. We don't need to consider like we're at war with, with China. I mean, at the end of the day, there's things that China does that we need. You know, in 1990, yeah. I was stationed in Germany and they had high-speed rail. In America today, we don't have high-speed rail. Right. I mean, that's garbage. We're talking about job creation. We're talking about all kinds of things that we desperately need. You know, we need those things. We don't have them. Other countries do. And then you've got an infrastructure bill that's waiting to get passed to build all those things, broadband, bridges, whatever. The party that's passing it is fighting with themselves. They're not even fighting yeah, against the Republicans. They're fighting amongst themselves about what could be approved. I mean, it's uh, well, we have something we have else. Joe Manchin. We have yeah. Joe Manchin in West Virginia, who yeah. is an absolute. He's garbage. Mm. Uh, let me tell you something. West Virginia is fiftieth out of fiftieth in terms of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You know, Joe Manchin is absolutely worth eight million dollars. He gets over one million dollars a year from his son's energy companies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his whole entire family is corrupt. And of course, you know, they're going to allow us to go without. We need broadband. Our teachers are not even assigning homework to children anymore because the moment they get on the bus, they no longer have any connectivity. If you want to do your homework in West Virginia, you got to go sit in the parking lot of the McDonald's so mm -hmm. you can get their Wi-Fi and you can do your homework. So mm -hmm. teachers aren't even giving homework anymore.
Wow, that's incredible to hear. Uh, I didn't realize that's the case. You know, you mentioned Mansion there. He's amongst other things. I think today he was. It was revealed that he was the single biggest uh, receiver of money from fossil fuel companies in all of the Senate and the Congress. I mean, he was number one amongst everybody uh, in terms of the amount of money he gets from them. I was just saying that he has. Uh, the, he's the leading receiver of money from the fossil fuels and coal industry, that he's got this money that's come from his family in all these coal and fossil fuel sectors, that he does leaks, he does Zoom calls with billionaires on a regular basis. And I didn't realize this until AOC put this out, that he does weekly huddles with Exxon. Yeah, Joe Manchin is dirty. Joe Manchin is bought and paid for. Joe Manchin is the absolute, he is the horrible politician that is bought and for. He's the definition of crooked politician is what he is. He doesn't care about West Virginia. His family is millionaires and the average pay in West Virginia is $26,000 a year. You know, Joe Manchin has us at 50th and he wants to say that he doesn't want people to get the the entitlement mentality. Nobody in West Virginia has the entitlement mentality. People in West Virginia are poor. You know, Joe Manchin has been entitled to daggone take from the people and give them nothing in return. He does nothing for us. And it's sad. And the thing is, is I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't even care. Let a Republican beat him because he's no different than a Republican. So, yeah, at least wow. we know where we you stand. Know? He's basically a yeah. Republican. I mean, it seems to me that, you know, he's allowing uh, children to basically sink into poverty. I mean, if this bill doesn't get passed, all that great work that the Democrats did in terms of figuring out how to lift all these families out of poverty and children out of poverty. And this man doesn't seem to care. This man seems to think it's okay to, to negotiate this away because he's Chamber of Congress or Commerce friends telling that that's what they want. And because we got a whole bunch of people that just refuse to educate themselves, mm -hmm. they don't realize, you know, the child tax credit that they give every single month between $250 and $300 per child has elevated 340,000 children out of poverty in West Virginia. And oh, by the way, that's something that the Democrats want wow. to make always, every, always, forever. Mm -hmm. And Joe Manchin and them are going to end it at the end of this year. So, the, so what? So now everybody gets to go back to poverty. You know, I mean, if you want to do something and help people in this country, let's help the elderly. Let's help the addicted. Let's help the sick. Let's Absolutely. help the children. Absolutely. You know, if you can't put them as your priorities, then you need to get another job. Joe Manchin is a greedy bastard. Well said. You're absolutely right. And he's not only a greedy bastard. This is where he lives in when he's in D.C., a $700,000 luxury yacht. You know, they call it a houseboat. It's not a houseboat. That's a yacht, by the way. It's a yacht. And it's $700,000. I mean, this guy's not really living a public servant's lifestyle, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in West Virginia is poor. But yet mm -hmm. Joe Manchin, who's representing everybody in West Virginia, has a $700,000 yacht, has mm -hmm. multiple homes that are mm -hmm. worth, you know, a million dollars. He's yeah. a horrible human being, and his family is horrible. His mm -hmm. daughter destroyed the accreditation of a college because they lied and used pressure to give her a master's degree that she didn't deserve. You know, absolute garbage. And she's involved in some uh, pharma company, isn't she? Well, she was involved in some pharma company. She was company. Milan Pharmaceuticals. She yeah. had a $17,000 a year payday, you know, and then she jacked up the EpiPens. And oh, right. EpiPens. That's right. Yeah. And she made the EpiPens have to be purchased in two. And then her mother went around and lobbied to make 13 states mandatory to have to have all this on hand. So the whole family's dirty. 
The whole family is garbage. And we're allowing these, this guy to basically run away with, you know, the president's agenda this year. He's, he's busy trashing it left, right, and center. What we're going to le be left with is a fraction of what was initially intended. Yeah, he has sold his soul. Mm -hmm. Joe Manchin, when he says, hey, look, I, I leave my door open for anybody. He mm -hmm. don't care about anybody. He wants his door open so these lobbyists can come in there and can grease his pocket. He's a yeah. sack of shit. Yeah, well, there you go. I think you're absolutely right. I'm never gonna, that's exactly what he is. And, you know, his cohort there, Cinema, uh, he's no better, who's been grifting off these private equity funds now that's, that's, that are funding her little exercises and, and also we Bill Gates. Got, I mean, it's, these are the wrong kinds of people for the Democratic Party. We clients. have to stop allowing these people to get mm -hmm. to Washington, D.C., and then, you know, allow them to get bought and paid for by these lobbyists. You know, at mm -hmm. one time, Cinema was listed, she was known as the AOC on the Senate side. Mm -hmm. You know, she had a reputation of being a fighter for the people, and now she sold her soul. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I don't know why we have to sit and wait until 2024 for her raggedy ass. You know, they should be recalled. There should be a recall opportunity or at least a way for the Democratic Party to, you know, send them back because they're just corrupt. They're corrupt. People, if you're not going to represent your people, then what are you doing? You're mm. not supposed to go there. Your job, you are a representative. Mm -hmm. You don't represent yourself. You represent your people. And these yeah. people have failed to do that. And we should stop them. We, uh, there needs to be a way to be able to remove these jackaloons. Yeah, there really should be a way. That's, uh, these two are, are tearing apart uh, the promise that the Biden presidency had offered us. Hopefully, they'll be able to sort it out at some point in the future. You know, I marvel at this particular picture because I, you know, talk about a runaway elevator or whatever it is, but it's uh, they mentioned in the cinema together in an elevator in the Senate. Maybe they could just go up and never come back down. Um, or it is that we're going, not wishing any harm on them, just saying metaphorically. Um, let's go back to school boards a little bit because I'm, I watch with absolute horror what's going on to with, the, with school boards right now. You've got these activists, actors, I don't know what they are. I'm sure they're parents as well, and I'm sure they're people who are who absolutely believe that their school boards are taking their kids' education in the wrong direction. But the way they're doing it is so horrific. You know, going into these school boards, challenging everybody, and then, you know, inciting violence, threatening to attack school board members, uh, stalking them, you know, doxing them. What is, well, this is not what needs to be happening with our schools and our kids' education. Well, first off, our education, it needs to be revamped, mm -hmm. you know, and I spent four years in the classroom after I retired from the military. And the truth is, is that our schools teach the exam. They mm -hmm. teach the exam so that the kids can pass the exam. Then it makes the teachers say we did it. And the boards of education mm -hmm. say we did it. So mm -hmm. they need to fix that because we need to start teaching these kids critical thinking and mm -hmm. things that can benefit them in life. So that's one thing. Now, on the second thing, you've got these parents coming in there. And of course, you know, they're griping about masks and, and mandates and things like that. You know, at the end of the day, we should do everything in our power to protect these children. And, you know, the sad part about it is, is that a lot of these parents are absolutely clueless. You know, we have 760,000 dead Americans and these people still won't wake up. Uh, you know, these children are not vaccinated. So we have got to do everything in our power to protect them. And anybody out there that's pushing to not to not require masks, to not require vaccines, you know, they need to be made to go and, and look 
at these kids on these ventilators. I've been mm -hmm. saying this for a while because we have shootings that happen all the time. We have school shootings that have become absolutely normal in America. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts are, is that the only way that we're going to fix that is that every time there is a shooting in a school, before you clean up anything, you make the members of Congress from that state have to get on a damn plane and fly there mm -hmm. and walk through that school and look at those bodies of those children where they see you could stick your fist through the daggone back, the hole that's left from the back blast. You know, maybe they have to watch those things and maybe then they will go, you know what? We've got to stop this. We've got to stop these school shootings. We have to stand up to the NRA until we get our elected officials that refuse to get sold out by big pharma and the NRA and big energy. We're never going to change. Richard, I've got to put in a break and then we'll be right back. Hi folks, it's Zev. Thanks for supporting Narrative. And here's a question for you. Why are 97% of chickens served in the United States dipped in chlorine? Yes, chlorine, believe it or not. The answer is simple. It's because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. With Moink, you get the highest quality meat you've ever tasted while supporting real family farms. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors, their fish swim wild in the ocean, and moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. I love moink, and I know you will too. Moink meat is so delicious. If you want to get the absolute best quality while supporting the little guy, I recommend you get to moink right now. Join the moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash narrative right now, and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year. Free bacon for a year. Get that. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash narrative. That's N-A-R-A-T-I-V, the way we spell narrative. That's moinkbox.com slash narrative. Richard, you're back with us on narrative. I got to say, your, your passion is great and your, and your rage is great. I mean, you've got anger there. And I think it's important to get that anger tapped into because, you know, I didn't even know that stuff about Jamie Harrison. I didn't know that that was going on. I had no idea that you guys have these candidates and you're willing to fight within these districts that are viable and you're not getting support from the Democratic Party. Not a bit. Not a bit. And, uh, and that's so sad because we have mm -hmm. phenomenal candidates. But yeah. once again, you know, and I don't have a problem with that, but, you know, if our candidates are successful, make no mistake about it. You know, Jamie Harrison and them will be opening the doors. Come on in. You know, Does this include uh, um, uh, Florida? Uh, it was running against uh, uh, Rubio. Uh, Dennings? Does this, they're not supporting yes. Dennings? Well, no, no, they'll support Demings. They'll support mm -hmm. uh, Tim Ryan. But, you know, we're talking about candidates out there in, in these red districts. Tim Ryan right now, I don't even think has an opponent, but he's mm -hmm. a phenomenal candidate. I hope he wins. Mm -hmm. we're, we're happy to support him. We're happy to support Val Demings. This is the first time that No Dim Left Behind has stepped into Senate races. Okay. So uh, we normally just focused on House races. Right. Uh, so but now we're opening it up. So we need to get, you know, more of this. Maybe we'll call up Jamie and we'll ask him. We'll ask him for you. We'll, we'll see if he comes on the show. Maybe he'll tell us uh, what yeah, he thinks absolutely. about it because it is interesting that this is not happening. But it also indicates to me that, you know, this theme that keeps coming up whenever we talk to anybody is that the Democrats are just failing at a message. They are not delivering a home run with their message. And they've got a lot to, of promise. I mean, they're actually fighting for the good stuff. They're fighting for democracy. They're fighting for freedom. They're fighting for equality. 
childcare, you know, uh, infrastructure, everything you'd want. They've got all the material there, but it's not coming through. Instead, the noise of Donald Trump and the GOP is just everywhere. You just can't escape it. No, you can't. And it's sad because, you know, I mean, I still see people with their Trump flags and all this. And, Mm. you know, I'm sitting here every single day, something new comes out that shows, you know, now we know that members of Congress participated in the planning sessions of the failed coup that took place. Uh, Mm. We know, you know, Donald Trump uh, was directly involved in many things that went on that were absolutely negative. You know, you just have to hope. I do believe that people are waking up. I do believe that there are people, there's Republicans that are stepping up. The Lincoln Project is Republicans, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, basically that said, look, we can't, we're not going to allow our party to continue going down this path. We just have to hope that there's enough people out there that are willing to stand up and do what's right. I believe that if Donald Trump runs in 2024, he will get destroyed. Mm-hmm. He will get destroyed. But the damage, the downside of that is, is that, you know, I can say that he's probably going to automatically start saying that it is uh, it was stolen a year before the oh, yeah. before the election. Yeah. Donald Trump already is. It, <laughs> Donald Trump absolutely would have no issues at all if people started murdering people on his behalf because no. Donald Trump wants to be a dictator and that's all he's ever wanted to be mm-hmm. and uh, it's it, all he cares about. You know what worries me is not whether he will win because I don't think he'll win. What worries me is whether. Joe Biden will get to be elected because they are going to rig their state votes by such an extent that they'll have these alternative people there to to cast out the, their votes at the last minute when they when it comes to re, whatever the process is called. I'm forgetting yeah. the name, but the same thing happened on January sixth. The, the idea that you know you'd have a these these contested election results is a real possibility because of the voter suppression and these voter rules rules that are being implemented in in the states. Well, well we have we have basically. Uh, about three years, mm-hmm. about three years to absolutely educate as many people as mm-hmm. possible. And hopefully people are waking up and hopefully by, by 2024, Donald Trump is in jail and he's not running for office. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully by 2024, members like Marjorie Trainwreck Green and Lauren Boebert and, and Mo Biggs and, and Madison Cawthorn, hopefully they are in jail for mm-hmm. their, uh, you know, their treason. And then maybe, just maybe, that sends the message to other people that says, you know what, we don't want to play these games. We don't mm-hmm. want to play these underhanded tactics to where, you know, we can try to steal an election. If it's not done legally, then I don't care. Treason. Mm. You're absolutely right, 100% right. Is it true that you were a Trump supporter at some point in your, in your when evolution? I, when I, I, I never really cared for the things that Donald Trump was saying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, in 2016, 2015, Donald Trump was talking about the coal fields of West mm-hmm. Virginia. Right, Nobody has ever spoke about the coal fields of West Virginia since John F. Kennedy. That's and, correct. You know, I'm looking around, and, and even though I'm retired military, 90% of my family are coal. They all mm. are coal miners. Mm. And you know what? I'm like, he's the one that's promising to help them out. So mm. you know what? Where I come from in the coal fields, it's Makes like, total okay. sense. Yeah. It, and, you know, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to support it. But, um, but a week later, I said, my gosh, what a mistake. Mm. And I've been busting his ass ever since. So at least it's possible. It's possible to move some people from the uh, Donald Trump aisle to the other aisle. And we'll hope we'll, hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are waking up. You're, uh, you're certainly uh, encouraging me a lot tonight, and it's great to hear from you. I know you've got to run for your own show, but tell people where they can find you and uh, watch your show because they can go, come from here and go directly to yours. Where's your show on? 
Well, I, I'm on Facebook every night, just Richard mm-hmm. Ojeda, and I got the check mark. I'm on uh, Twitter, and that's Ojeda number four America. I have a YouTube channel called Airborne, A I R B O R N E. So go there, subscribe to that page, and uh, I light fires every night. That's what I do. You sure do. I like your fire lighting. I'm very uh, well, encouraged hey. by it. So, uh, since this is, but hey, I can come on again. Let's do it. Absolutely. Would love to have you back on, Richard Ojeda. You know, someone who should be getting your support as you're thinking about where to put your money this year for, or next year for the Democratic elections. So, tell me um, the organization again. Yes, it's No Dim Left Behind. Mm-hmm. And you can go to nodimleftbehind.com and you guys can support. Help us to be able to go in these red rural districts and pick a fight. And you know what my first call tomorrow is going to be? It's going to be to Jamie Harrison, because I want to know what the hell's going on with that. So we'll find out, uh, we'll find out what's going on with uh, all of that tomorrow. And uh, Richard, enjoy your show. We'll see you again another time here on Narrative. Appreciate your time here with us tonight. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. You. Have a good night. It's Richard Ojeda. What a fun show. A really interesting, passionate guy. Clearly knows what he's, he's seriously talking about there. And some of the things he was telling us tonight really, really struck me. I cannot believe the Democratic Party as a party are not thinking about those narrow swing states or the swing districts in, in those red states where they can really win. And I believe that what he's saying is absolutely true. I think that the Democrats have got some good things to run on, but if they're only going after these big name senators in Kentucky or, you know, we're not going to get to where we need to get to in 24 and in 22. So that's the news. That's the show. I'll be back tomorrow night. I have no idea what. Maybe Jamie Harrison will come on the show tomorrow night. But until then, uh, please support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash narrative. Uh, thanks to our sponsors tonight. Mac Weldon, who's our new sponsors. You're going to see them transform my wardrobe over the next uh, few weeks, which hopefully will get rid of some of these black t-shirts. And also Moink, the great uh, Moink box, which delivers fresh food, meat specifically to your homes on a monthly basis. So that's the show. Thank you for watching Narrative. Have a good night, everybody. Narrative is made possible by viewers like you. Join today and support truly independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. That's patreon.com forward slash narrative.